Welcome to Grayson 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. This is Ed Mellick, and I'm joined by my co-host as usual, Sal Dietrich. Sal, you excited about the show tonight? Ed, uh, tonight, as, as many of us are in our cars, probably heading to the grocery store to get some food, maybe going home to a dinner, to the baseball game to have some, some hot dogs and hang out with the kids, I, I want listeners to know that 20,000 people tonight in the Arlington County are food insecure, meaning these folks don't know where their next meal's coming from. That's nearly 10% of the population here in Arlington County consistently ranked among the best places in the United States to live. The number skyrockets to almost a quarter of a million people when you consider the area coverage by the Catholic Diocese of Arlington. Thankfully, our good friends at Catholic Charities are on the case, their St. Lucy Project, offering help to anyone of any faith who needs it, looking for volunteers of of any faith in all walks who want to come and serve the hungry. Tonight's guest, Vince Canova, Director and Food Source Developer for the St. Lucy Project. He's here to share his experiences distributing food in 53 parishes across the diocese. Clearly a man who's found his mission to serve the hungry. Vince, my friend, welcome to Grace in 30. Thank you, Sal. Glad to be here. Yeah, welcome. Thank you, Ed. 20,000 people in Arlington County, uh, 200,000, 250,000, depending on who counts uh, throughout the, uh, the this 21-county area that you guys serve. These are kind of amazing and shocking figures. Tell us about who these people are uh, that, that are food insecure, and how do we improve our awareness of them? These people are in all walks of life. Uh, you've got um, seniors with grandchildren. You've got blue-collar workers who lost their jobs. You have immigrants. You have... Uh, rural folks, city folks, uh, depends upon where our pantries are and the demographics change. Uh, one thing that's clear, uh, they're all in need. So that's the common denominator. Uh, and we listen when we go into a community and we uh, try to provide food that uh, is tailored to what they like. And, um, you know, we we, we really try to uh, work with the uh, the pantry uh, managers in, in the areas. We have 53 pantry uh, active pantry locations across the uh, the 21 counties and seven major cities of uh, of Northern Virginia, or what's called the Arlington Diocese. Tell us about uh, some of the people that, that stand out in your mind. You know, it's interesting. One of our guests we had on, uh, uh, Dr. Andy Semmel, talked about Various people he met who were either volunteers, but mostly the hungry, some of these folks had PhDs in their native country, and they come here leaving something that's very secure, perhaps, you know, in unrest, but secure. They come to this country where it's very insecure. They leave everything and come here, um, and the first thing they need to do is find food and shelter. Tell us about some of your volunteers or some of the people you've met over the years. So at this stage of the program, you know, we used to be Christ House on Wheels, now we're the St. Lucie Food Project, and we're kind of building the airplane as we're flying at the the main focus is to get food to people. So we're focused on getting the, the food to people. Uh, in my uh, travels around the diocese, I'll give you one example. Um, I was cleaning up after a food drive, picking up some of our famous uh, blue bags that we use uh, to collect food. Uh, and I was working with someone uh, in a uh, in a school, and uh, we just happened to have a conversation. And um, she mentioned that she hadn't had 
uh, meet uh, for a couple of months uh, because of financial difficulties. And part-time worker uh, right there in front of me, um, you know, no clue. Uh, and if she didn't say anything, uh, and I obviously I pursued that, gave her my card, um, and worked with my uh, our staff uh, to make it convenient for her. But she couldn't go and get food. Why? Because she's working, and she only had a half hour for lunch. Uh, so the the point is, uh, it taught me to be more aware when I'm seeing people. Uh, and uh, besides my wife is always trying to make me a better person, uh, you know, this was a wake-up call for me. Um, and uh, it, it's been a lesson that I, I, I tell my uh, our staff, and, and uh, we just have to keep our eyes open. That's great. My wife's always trying to get me to mow the lawn and do things like that. you got to get something good <laughs> wife there. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I remember when we had uh, the folks from Virginia uh, Cancer Specialists on, and they do a lot of volunteer work down at the free clinic. They talked about... Um, people who go there. Mm -hmm. Some of them are musicians. They're just people who, in an area this expensive, are, are literally food insecure. You don't have to be impoverished to be uh, food insecure. And that's something we can all relate to. Maybe the person next to you, someone you don't know, someone you see often maybe in the neighborhood is someone who needs help. Look, uh, give us some background, some stats on the St. Lucie Project. Uh, I, I'm always amazed at the size of Catholic Charities and what with a volunteer organization and your faith, Catholic Charities is able to do for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people uh, on a monthly basis. Tell us about the St. Lucie Project. The St. Lucie Project is named, and we've, we've modified it a little bit, the St. Lucie Food Project. This way people know when they hear what we're all about. Uh, a major donor came in and basically uh, saw the Christ House on Wheels program, and there was a groundswell of parish generosity. And uh, based on that, uh, gave us a wonderful uh, donor uh, a donation, and uh, allowed us to move into a warehouse, uh, six thousand square foot warehouse, and come up with a, a few uh, extra positions. Um, St. Lucie, he he requested that St. Lucie uh, be the name of the program because St. Lucie um, was uh, involved with giving food to the Christians in the catacombs. And so that's perfect. Um, and uh, she's also the patron, patron saint of, of vision. And so uh, for those who think that the invisible are poor, we also pray to St. Lucy to um, help us find the poor and make sure that uh, when we work with other organizations throughout the 21 counties and seven major cities, uh, we're not reinventing what they're doing, but we find those seams where the people are not being taken care of, where they may fall in between two ge geographic areas for pantries or, or whatnot. So uh, th that's the, uh, the genesis of, of the St. Lucie program. And uh, we've given out about 925,000 pounds of food uh, in this last fiscal year, which just wow. ended June 30th. And when I got started as a volunteer in 2012, we were, we were recording about 90,000 pounds. So we're on a fast track here, and we're far outstripping our, our staff. Uh, the generosity of the parishes are its just tremendous, and um, it's, uh, it's uh, causing us to bring food uh, uh, as far out as uh, Frederick County in Virginia. Uh, it down to the Shenandoah County. Go, we go as far east as the Northern Neck in Lancaster County and as far south as uh, Spotsylvania and Orange Counties. Um, and um, we serve people regardless of their faith, 
regardless of their ethnicity. There is absolutely no excuse uh, that we have uh, where we would not serve a person. And yeah, you know, Ed's not in the Catholic club like you and I to explain to him what a diocese is. And he said, what do you mean there's this many people food insecure in Arlington? I said, no, it's it's the whole diocese. These folks are covering an area that, uh, you know, the Postal Service or FedEx, you know, would be proud to serve and deal with. And you're also welcoming volunteers of all backgrounds, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And, and that's kind of a good segue into the next question because I want to make sure you you guys seem to really go out of your way to customize the volunteer opportunities so it, so it makes it easier for people to get involved. Maybe spend some time talking about that. Uh, we have, um, well, we had 90, 90 uh, children uh, in uh, what they call a boot camp for saints uh, in our warehouse today. Uh, and we were able to customize uh, the experience because we had so much food that needed to be processed, taken out of those food collection bags, uh, inspected, put on a table, um, put on a, a packing shelf, and then taking it from the packing shelf, putting it in a 40-pound box, depending upon what part of the process you're in. Um, we also have volunteers who take that food and drive it to pantries. We also have volunteers who uh, ride shotgun, uh, you know, quote-unquote, uh, with our uh, warehouse staff uh, out to the major food banks, uh, help them unload, um, and um, that's from a warehouse perspective. We also have a great need for volunteers out in Front Royal. Uh, we actually shop with the clients, the people who are in need out there. We gave over 400,000 pounds just in Front Royal alone wow. this past year. and. In order to give out the food, there is a volunteer that escorts the the client to shop with dignity uh, and respect, and and to um, let them know uh, what for a family their size, what they can take, and so on and so forth. We have a great need for that, and we have a great need for drivers out in Front Royal. Mm-hmm. We get free food from uh, our partnerships uh, with the food banks, and we go to grocery stores. And you have to go religiously every week at a certain time or every day. We have 19 pickups a week in Front Royal. We need volunteers to help us pick that food up and bring it back to the pantry. Yeah, and I love the opportunity there because you you shop with the person that you're helping. You're not just dropping off some food at a station and leaving. You get to know these people and get to help their cause in some way. Absolutely. And uh, we do the same thing up in Leesburg. We have a Catholic charity site in Front Royal, Leesburg. Uh, the Christ House is is a very old building, and someday we hope to get into a facility where we can also help clients shop. But right now, cli- uh, in the Christ House, we give them uh, bags of food uh, prepared. So that's one need is out in uh, Front Royal. You have other things. I mean, it's summertime right now, so some of the pantries are kind of low on food. Or well, what are the needs? Ninety percent of our pantries are low on food. We give each pantry a survey, and they come back and they tell us what kind of food they need when they are out, and they tell us the times of year. And this is one of them. Um, so um, instead of giving you the strategy on what we're doing, um, we could use. Um, w- Parishes, organizations have gardens, and they're very, very generous with their produce. Uh, We have people coming into the Manassas Warehouse and the Christ House in Leesburg, uh, Front Royal, bringing their produce that they're growing either in their parish, uh, their church garden, um, or at home. And that is absolutely wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And that'll start, that'll keep going till you know late september october depending on the, the growing season and, and you guys you mentioned to me that you feed a lot of pantries 
So you don't give them all their food. You're there to help them all when they hit dips. We give them a boost. Uh, when they mm-hmm. hit a speed bump, uh, you know, and we, we have a, a heads up in these surveys, uh, but we augment the pantries. We cannot sustain each and every pantry. But we want to be there at the right time, at the right place, with the right quantity of food. And I think that's very, very unique uh, from what we bring to the table as we collaborate with a, a lot of other major food suppliers uh, throughout the, uh, the, the area. And you've got this, you know, you, we talked about an emerging focus on healthy foods, right, and whole foods. That, that's got to be tough because people need food. They need food in their belly. They need food seven seven days a week. Tell us a little bit about what you all are trying to do to bring more healthy choices uh, into your program. So as I'm getting away from the desk, you know, I, I, we're flying the airplane as we're building it, right? So I'm always chained to the desk. You could put pizza under the door and I never have to leave, okay? But I'm <laughs> That's go- healthy. <laughs> right. So I'm going out there now and I find out that one pantry does not give white rice because of potential diabetes uh, impacts and uh, only brown rice. Uh, and uh, but yet the patrons won't take the brown rice. When I took them around shopping, they said, "No, I don't want the brown rice. I want white rice." But we don't carry that. So there's a little bit of you know a little bit of um, uh, education required, and we have um, lots of organizations with nutritionists ready and able to come in. In fact, they've done cooking demonstrations. Another thing we've done is, and I'm really excited about this. We proved our concept. Um, we're gleaning a fresh produce uh, from farms that put one, two, three acres aside, and they'll do everything to grow that food. You know, I'm not in the mode to wrestle somebody for a can of peas. I'm looking to increase the food supply, right? Yep. I mean, that's the strategy. It's mm-hmm. a win-win. So when we get the volunteers out there to pull broccoli and cut the broccoli, that is tremendous because that'll last two, three weeks, uh, and we can get in our refrigerated trucks and bring that around, and that's healthy food for them. We're going to be doing that. In fact, we have a video, uh, YouTube, if you uh, go to YouTube, uh, St. Lucie Project, uh, The Joy of Volunteering. Uh, that will show you some of our footage and when we proved the concept back in October 2015 so that we could get excited about this and lay in some resources and some infrastructure so that we can do that. I've got, a high, I've got an elementary school principal that's ready to load up a bus with eighth graders and send them down to this farm. And uh, in two hours, we can pick about 1,000 pounds of uh, food, get charged 12 and a half cents for that, and uh, we're, we're in heaven. Yeah, I watched that video. It's really good because it has a lot of parents with their kids working together. It's it's an awesome video. That was a homeschool group, and uh, they had a birthday party right after that. Yeah. And uh, they they talked about uh, migrant workers, and I mean the parents were right there with their children, explaining exactly what migrant workers do and and put everything in perspective. It it, it that was a customized experience, and that's what we no matter how big we get or. We don't want to have the biggest warehouse. Uh, we don't want to have the most food in the warehouse because we're not doing our job. It's got to be out to the people. That's a, that's a great idea for a kid birthday party. Instead of going skating or whatever, you know, you go volunteer. You work and cut up some broccoli, and then you sit down and have a meal. That's that's a great idea. Ed, kids hate broccoli. <laughs> And also, I, also the, the parent, pizza that was slid on her oh, that, Well, that's right. I get my <laughs> I get my little joys there, but the parents really had to cut the broccoli, uh, and uh, the kids carried the. Well, yep. you saw that in the that's video, right. right? That's right. You've talked about sort of tailoring some of these programs to to meet the volunteer and in, in this boot camp for aspiring saints. It, 
You know, it just reminds me of a book I read uh, by Matthew Kelly, who's one of my, my favorite authors, and he talks about how the saints were just ordinary people. They were people like us who, who went on to become saints. They were, became blessed, but they, you know, they uh, did these activities. They just became con, you know, convinced of these things, and, and God's grace came upon them. But, you know, wh- how do you see that playing out in the sense that you've got some of these boot camps but how do you meet people and help them achieve some of their personal goals as a volunteer? So they go to church on Sunday. They get 15 minutes in a homily. Now what? Mm-hmm. So what I think my most important job and our staff's most important job is to create opportunities, opportunities where they can be comfortable with the schedule that they have and come in without feeling guilty anytime they want. And we try to customize those uh, volunteer activities uh, by location. The warehouse provides us the most flexibility because uh, we can take children with the families uh, in, a, in a special family uh, service, uh, you know, 10 years and up, because it is a working warehouse, so we have to be careful. Uh, we, we're safety conscious. Um, but we try to just open up the opportunities for the, for the family to, to, to have the idea. We'll provide the resources. We certainly have the need. And with the, with the people we deal with, you don't even have to complete the sentence. They complete it for you. You know, I mean, it's obvious. You watch so much bad news uh, on, on television. Uh, our objective is to create good news. And it starts with the family. It starts with the volunteers walking in. And uh, we have a wonderful staff uh, at the Manassas Warehouse. We have a wonderful volunteer coordinator uh, part-time. And we have a wonderful parish outreach person. And... Uh, uh, our warehouse staff is fantastic. Even our even our guys who move the pallet jacks are interfacing with with the kids that are coming in. And um, we have some very critical volunteers, special needs people come in on Mondays. They're off this summer, and I'm wondering why all the recycled cardboard is still piled up there. It's because they're on vacation. When they come in, the special needs kids, man, he's got them trained, and they're doing fantastic work. Vince, let's talk about uh, Pope Francis's call to people the fa- the what people call the Francis uh, factor you know I, I love his message uh, get out there and smell the sheep H- how is that helping raise awareness for you all and the poor and the hungry because I, I can tell you no no one stands out more in my mind uh, since Mother Teresa passed away as someone who has a, a care for the poor a passion for the poor like Pope Francis uh, that's great, uh, and I have to tell you, in my personal objectives, uh, I'm not quite yet in smelling the sheep, uh, but I am in the field hospital, which is what he said about three years ago, for four years possibly, um, and uh, we we know that people need help, uh, and we're triaging their needs, and uh, uh, everybody's paying attention to Pope Francis. He really makes our job really easy because he really connects and communicates very, very clearly. Uh, and in this field hospital analogy, we, uh, we're using food as the bridge, as the icebreaker. Uh, but that's not our end objective. And so when we're encountering Christ, we encounter Christ in the faces of everyone who comes in and has a need. Uh, and we make sure that when we sit down with them, and, and our counselors do this, not me, um, we, we find out what the, what the background is, maybe in a 15, 
20-minute casual conversation through our counselors, and we find out that maybe they need uh, some help in writing a resume, or maybe they need a financial course where they feel so guilty that they're, they're, they're in the situation that they buy a Nintendo for their children and they, get, they don't pay the rent. Um, so our counselors are so compassionate, so caring, uh, that they make sure that there is a bridge to other services. And Catholic Charities is being very aggressive uh, as they go through their Vision 2020 to make sure that we do encounter Christ through the lives of the people that we serve. Yeah, and, and I love what you're saying because once you get someone uh, food and they're able to eat and they're able to have housing, they can start thinking about these other things. Like you know, how do I improve my job? How do I learn more English? How do I take a finance course? And what I love about Catholic Charities, you all cover that from soup to nuts. You you handle that client from their most basic needs, which is they're starving, they're hungry, all the way up to, hey, we can teach you English. Hey, we can help you with legal matters. Hey, we can help you find a job. And you, you kind of own, I will say, own that relationship, but, you know, have that relationship with people for, for years and helping them in different levels. Look, uh, you're not an NGO, uh, it, but, you know, you're really the hands, really the heart of the Catholic Church here in Arlington. But, uh, you know, we've said the word Catholic a lot tonight, but you're really looking at partnerships and building, um, you know, partnerships with, with different types of organizations. What are you looking at for in terms of partners these days? I'll tell you what we're looking for and what we have, because we do need to pat uh, pat our organizations that we work with on the back. First of all, uh, the parishioners um, from our churches are the bedrock. Uh, if, without them, we would have never been able to grow to 400,000 pounds of food, which they donated last year. Simply amazing. Simply amazing. Uh, we were at 90,000 back in 2012. Uh, and we're not even getting half of the churches on board. It's a very labor-intensive and patient kind of um, um, process. Uh, it's not something you can email somebody about. So the, the parishioners are coming on board. It's fantastic. Secondly, the major food banks, Capital Area Food Bank, Blue Ridge Area Food Bank, they get a call out here. Uh, without their help, we would not be able to get the food uh, when we need to buy food. If we're short on peanut butter or jelly, uh, we call the food banks, and if they have donated food, uh, they sell it to us for 19 cents a pound, which is phenomenal. Not only that, but they they are the brokers for the commercial world, especially the grocery stores. They deal through Feeding America and Capital Area Food Bank and Blue Ridge are their agents, and they set these relationships up. Front Royal got approximately 170,000 pounds of free food from grocery stores. Remember those volunteers that I'm talking about driving? Without getting those volunteers, we're not picking up hundreds of thousands of free pounds of free food. So the food banks get a, get a real pat on the back there. Um, we need to develop more commercial warehouse donors, however. Um, we have a frozen meat provider, which has done great. Um, and we've been able to securely feed our some of our key pantries. And they haven't run out of meat for like a, a year and a half, which is phenomenal. It used to be like a roller coaster. Uh, you know, sometimes you'd be low. We're trying to make it straight. Bread. Bread, we want to develop a relationship with a bread warehouse. I'm not talking about wonderful organizations like Panera who make their breads available at the end of the day and you have to have volunteers with the, the right kind of bins. Uh, we, want to make, we want to get to a warehouse pickup. Uh, we lost 70,000 pounds of bread this past year 
because of a, a situation um, with uh, transitioning, uh, underfeeding America and whatnot, and Capillary Food Bank is is running interference for us on that. So when you say that, is that, is that like a, would that be like a local bakery or um, no, no, no? Who, we're who, talking who? about we're talking about the the the, the bakeries that bake bread uh, for. Giant Foods, Safeway Foods, like Wonder Bread or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, sure. Right, and then you, we used to be able to go into a warehouse, and for an hour and a half, our volunteers would just wheel bread out that was approaching its uh, expiration date. We can get rid of that bread very quickly, and the people are very appreciative. But it used to be that bread was thrown to the pigs, and 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 thrown in the garbage, and so we need we need a supplier to 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 help us with that gap right now yeah so maybe if you're a restaurant owner here in arlington or you're you're in the food distribution business you work for cisco or something maybe you have some ideas you can help vince out you know visit him on the website or call him and and offer some ideas there look i want to switch up a little bit we've got about three minutes i want to shift and talk about you for a minute how did you get involved with catholic charities you're a retired air force logistics person how did you get the bug? Obviously, you've got the background for running an organization like this with the logistics and a military background, but t- tell us about how you got involved. I always knew that I needed to do something to put balance in my life, but I was always, you know, uh, in traffic, watching the brake lights, uh, and, uh, you know, Northern Virginia, kids in sports, uh, you know the routine. Oh, yeah. So I uh, started volunteering at a pantry in 1999 so that I knew someday I could build on that, c- keep it warm, built up a network. Um, and then 2012, time was up. I called Sally O'Dwyer, and I volunteered for whatever she needed. Uh, I had heard about it five years earlier. I figured it matured. She threw me into food drives two, la- two, two uh, weeks later. I had a full-time job. Uh, so there was a lot, a lot of late working, uh, and my wife is a very patient person with me. Um, and so uh, the donor came on board, created some slots. I got a full-time job as the parish outreach person. And then in January of 2016, I became the uh, program director for the St. Lucie Project. So um, without that anonymous donor recognizing the potential, uh, certainly, it, you know, we have the greatest wireless network going for us and all I have to do sometimes is just show up to work and things are happening in fact how I got into the job it was I just gave up it I was being moved into positions meeting people that it it was just too obvious for me to to ignore so instead of jumping back into the defense contracting world I said okay time's up I'm going I'm going forward I'm gonna put some balance in my life and I'm now I'm gonna pay back you know, all those wonderful things I got over the years and all that great recognition that I got, I'm putting back, and uh, and uh, the brick is on the accelerator, and we're moving out to feed the poor. I love that story because that applies to so many people here in Northern Virginia, maybe worked in the telecom industry like Ed and I have for umpteen years, and you said, you know, uh, I'm done with that telecom stuff. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do something that burns, you know, drives the fire again. So Vince, a call to action, 45, 60 seconds. What what do you really want to share and challenge our listeners to do? Well, on a personal level, I think that that lesson that we brought up earlier, please be more aware of, of people in your, in your community. Uh, that you, you, there was a Reader's Digest story that said, I was talking to this person and she didn't know I was poor and she was talking down about the poor. And, you know, so be aware. Second, uh, children are not getting free lunches during the summer. It puts more strain on poor families. They're not only not getting breakfast, they're not getting lunch. 
Uh, we're having special food drives with cereal, non-perishable, uh, shelf-stable milk, applesauce, and things like that. So watch for your local food drives wherever you are. And finally, the partnerships. We're looking for that uh, donor commercially to get us a bread warehouse online so we can make up uh, with the food instead of throwing it in the garbage. Look, Vince, thank you so much for joining us. We love what St. Lucie Project is doing for our community right here in Arlington. If listeners want to find out more about the St. Lucie Project, visit them at ccda.net. On the website, select the St. Lucie Project under the Programs and Services header, or heck, just give Vince a call at 703-479-2975. Ask for Vince. Uh, More information will be on our website, Facebook, and Twitter pages. Ed, my friend, uh, talk us out of this one. This is Ed and Sal signing off from Grayson 30 on WERALP, Arlington 96.7 FM. Everybody have a great night and be sure to tune into Grace.